My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. This is uh, this is Steve, Lost in Translation podcast. This is what we're going to uh, coin our uh, our uh, St. Patty's Day hangover episode because that is what I am going through right now. Um, Travis, well, Travis probably you probably experienced your hangover around dinner yesterday because you decided to get day drunk and leave the day behind early. But uh, uh, Sean, I know Sean was live on every platform social platform possible last night six hours straight just preaching the good gospel word of irish whiskey and probably maybe four or five people listening but exactly <laughs> yeah. I, think on, I think on youtube there's four people <laughs> i saw 10 10 on your instagram actually when i love yeah. yeah i loved in between periods at the hockey game and I think there was like 14 or 15 at one point. So, the, well, the the Instagram one when I did the giveaway, there was 41 people that came, like joined at any point. Yeah, that was more than I was expecting. Yeah, that's more than I've I, ever had an Instagram live. So, yeah, good there you go. And then I tested out the old Lost in Translation YouTube and went live with Mrs. Dark. Oh, you went on our YouTube. Our YouTube, yeah. Nice. And, uh, with your wife. Yeah, with Mrs. Dark Cloud. Oh, and, Mrs. Dark Cloud. But no, like my wife, for like she's never had any of the ones that we drank, and she was able to differentiate between them. Like the Bushmills original, she was pulling out banana notes. I was like, I've never tasted banana in that. And then as soon as like power suggestion, the next sip I had, sure enough, I taste like over or underripe bananas, and I was like, that's crazy. It's funny though, because everybody like the the. I guess the stereotype is that women have better noses than men generally. They have better I noses think, and taste buds. Like yeah. they're better tasters. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. we have uh, uh, when we have My Lemon Green, when we have Heather Green on from My Lemon Green, she talks about um, that whole side of things, how females have better nose and better palates. And it's it's it comes from like a way back in the has something to do with how like I, I'll let, we'll let her explain, but we should ask her about it because she has really good. I don't want to. I don't want to mess that yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Solid. It's choice. something we should definitely ask Heather about when we have her on because she could probably give a much better description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We and we don't want to paraphrase no, her I, her intelligent no, uh, quotes or anything like that. To, like, yeah. Not evolution, but like back to like back when the 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 female ape became a. <laughs> man or not a man i mean a full-grown <laughs> oh. human female they just they they had appreciation for berries and stuff a little more than the men did yeah it was to do with like them being the that's about how scientific it is isn't it <laughs> it's them being the like um preparers of the food so they needed better senses to be able to tell if something was rotten or not that's and that's it. When yeah, the men would just eat the rotten shit and yeah, die. Well, from exactly. It. That's exactly. It. That makes so, that yeah. sounds like that sounds legit. Sounds realistic. Like yeah. I guarantee, in this world, m- way more men have had food poisoning than women, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I talk about it all the time. I, I have a terrible. Like I, I wish I could. I wish I had a better nose for whiskey. I, I don't. I'm, I'm happy if I can get one thing. So that's why I use hand signals and body motion. Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine if you had oh a spirit. 
Imagine if you had this for your hand signal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, I used yeah. to have. It's like a... going on your your journey with this thing on your hand. Well, you got he it. You got one. Sean right experienced know, everything through his fingers. A, uh, I used to have like a paw one of those. How much of this stuff did Travis? Should I put it over my? The bar I think Travis is day drunk again. <laughs> Should I put it over my mic? Does that sound better? It sounds great. Yeah. It oh, sounds awesome. great. We're leaving that. We're leaving that on the mic. <laughs> Get it on the camera. All right. We're only two minutes in and we've gone full ridiculous. Um, I feel like that's the whole episode right there. Yeah. We really don't have anything interesting to talk about today. <laughs> like, we're just going to kind of yammer on. And we, we were supposed to have, we were supposed to have a guest and we had to, we had to reschedule. So we thought we would take advantage of the time. And it's, uh, it's been a, I don't know, it's been, it's been a fun, month i think talking about irish whiskey like this time last year i would like to compare all of our irish whiskey collections from this point to this time last year and then this time like two years ago and guarantee you they they've tripled quadrupled in size uh, mainly because the gentleman beside me here which which i'd like to note this is like old school recording right now it's I haven't had Sean in studio for a long time. His that's cute. His like beautiful body must has not entered my uh, my atmosphere in quite a while, so it's actually quite nice. It's like bringing all the memories back. I showered. I put deodorant on and cologne. That's more than he usually say. Wait, are you wearing pants? No, no. no this is this is a pantsless <laughs> pantsless podcast. One yeah. side, inside the inside the park whiskey den when the doors closed, it gets hot the, here real fast. There's hangers on the outside the doors. Pants off. You have to take them off before you come in. <laughs> yeah, and the 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 fact that we don't have to worry about Sean's internet cutting out every single time he talks and just like <laughs> sitting there with like our fingers crossed. The drunken robot can yeah stay out yeah. in Spruce Grove. Crazy though, uh, my, I went live. We were live for like fifty-eight minutes. Not once did it cut out. But you're on your. Were you on your phone? No. When I went live on Instagram, I was on a tablet. Oh. That one I did to make sure it didn't cut out. And then when I went live on YouTube, it was off my laptop. Hmm. Well, oh, that's let's, good. Let's sort that out. Anyways, you. Uh, you three, you three all <laughs> had different, segue. different. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to talk about internet issues. <laughs> Anyways, Segway. Uh, what did everyone get up to last night? I, I, uh, we kind of alluded to. I mean, you can kind of see what I got up to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Travis. he was. Steve, what'd you, what'd you get up to last? Travis night? raided a pub's. Travis went full. Free gifts. Yeah. <laughs> he raided a promotional closet somewhere. Could I could I chime in here and just explain what happened and and what like, square all this? So like every year for St. Patty's Day, I go to a dollar store and I end up buying like you know a bunch of stuff for a dollar, and then I get to the pub and there's a whole bunch of free stuff. So this year I just wore a green T-shirt, knowing that I was gonna get free stuff. So we're there early. We're like we had a table at 10 a.m. yesterday at the cabin <laughs> off Jasper Ave, which isn't an Irish pub, but used to be the Druid. Still yeah. feels like the Druid, and it's actually a really cool vibe in there now. The cabin, they've if you've been in there, they've turned the inside like there's like trailers in there, and it's meant to feel like you're in a, you're at the cabin, which is it's a cool vibe. And then they that is pretty cool. Ur- like when it turned into urban, that whatever it was, yeah. it was like. I don't know. It yeah. just lost. It, had, it yeah. lost its personality. It lost its like. It had a generic name, and it was a generic. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. 
Like it was like it, it was, was the commercial. worst thing that could have happened. Yeah, it, felt, it just it looked chain. It felt chainy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so the cabin's done a much better job. And then on St. Patty's Day, they have the Irish dancers there. They have the bagpipers. Was um, Sean in a dress? Sean was just out there dancing, uninvited. <laughs> People, security was on standby, but it was it was just weird because he still wasn't wearing pants, and that's that was the weird part. Well, who wears pants under a dress? That's just <laughs> yeah. silly. So, there's two there's two ladies at the front and they're handing out Irish stuff as people walk in and I'm like first I saw a Jameson fanny pack and I was like I don't yes, know how many please. of those things you have but I will take one Jameson fanny pack and immediately put everything I had in the fanny pack because fanny packs are amazing <laughs> and then so then she they start bringing out more stuff and I'm like oh my kids would love a couple of those things and and she goes honestly my kids she, <laughs> she, <laughs> this hat was for them my kids yeah so she said. She goes, honestly, we have so much swag. She goes, Jameson and Guinness left us like boxes and boxes and boxes. And it reminded me of just like how big these companies are compared to like, like we had to break the bank to make 30 PWS Glencairns. <clears throat> these guys are just dumping box. And how many other pubs in the city had this much stuff, right? Well, they all did, I'm sure, right? Yeah. So I immediately just went into uh, take whatever I can get mode. Uh, my <laughs> wife got a nice Jameson shirt. The kids each got little uh, little tiny Guinness hats. And that, that's, that was my day. I was out of there by 3.45, sleeping by 5.30. <laughs> Classic St. <laughs> Patty's Day. <laughs> Woke up in time to watch the Oilers game. Uh, I think I had, I want to say, eight or nine pints of Guinness couple jmo shots oh that's a heavy that's heavy a heavy afternoon did you your cell phone were you my wife got off work and picked me up and she came and had a beer with us and uh that was that was it a, a good a good afternoon uh st patty's day for me <laughs> yeah we were reminiscing live last night with my wife about all the druid st patty's days that's oh. where we met and she managed the druid and so f- for years I'd walk in at like two, three, four in the afternoon, be 200 people standing outside waiting to get in. And I just march right in through the front door. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Never paid Here's for a drink in years. You're that guy. <laughs> yeah. people, are, people in line are like, isn't there a dress code? <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> I'm wearing any pants. <laughs> yeah. Not so for Sean, no, like I've, Patties. I've been in the cabin once and literally it was to pick up, stuff and talk to them about donating for the irish invasion that's the only time i've been in there since it switched but it is it's cool it's all wood wall wood paneling and stuff and i need to check it out i've lost Sweet. all faith in that location after that urban place took over yeah i haven't been there uh since I, there's many i've spent many late 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 nights at the druid that was always a well an interesting I'm, spot like for me, it's where we met my wife and I. Like the the last weekend as the Druid, we took the kids down and like took pictures in the front door in the the dance floor where they had the old yeah, like, yeah. rock formation. But I mean, on our wedding day, when we we had two hours between our ceremony and our uh, celebration, and yeah, we went and took pictures at the Druid. That's where we met. Crazy. Her behind the bar in her dress, and me on the other side. <laughs> Just like drink, just drinking. <laughs> no, it was cool. Though. Awesome. It was, I mean, that place obviously means a lot to our family, and yeah, I'm glad that it, they went away from the generic crap that they did, and it, it shows. Like Drew was there for a decade, 
Urban Tavern lasted like a year, year and a half, and then the cabin's been there even longer. So, well, in the cabin, like how many how many pubs opened, or were just about to open, or open right before COVID? The cabin's opening day was two days before they shut things down here. Yeah, oh, yeah I was talking to the GM about it yesterday, uh, and he just said, "Yeah, we we I mean, they found a way to get through, but it makes you kind of." want to get out and support some of these places because is losing their pub culture uh for in a big way right we have a whole bunch of canadian brew houses which are fine for what they are yeah but we're losing our druids and kaylee's and those those good little pubs with character right but the bar like the i don't know if it's just like the yeah i don't know i feel like when we were when we were younger like when i was 18 to 25 30 <laughs> whatever right like 38 the, the bar the bar scene in edmonton was far far more active than i see it is now and i'm like take COVID out of it like even the year prior to COVID, like i just feel like it was just a far more lively scene back in the day there were shows at every single pub there was like it was just I don't know. It was just fun wherever you went. And now it's like, it just seems more segregated. Downtown is kind of, it's a ghost town down there. It's crazy. And like they're they've... struggling. There's a lot, like lots of the bars and pubs yeah. are struggling to stay in business. And it's like, what? Something needs to happen. Like there just needs, there needs to be like a, some sort of culture shift where people start kind of embracing this city a little bit better. I think. I think that's part of it too, is that it's just, you know, a new generation. I don't want to be the old guy screaming on the corner. You fucking kids these days, but they're hanging really, out, like hanging out in chat groups on uh, video games. And- yeah, they are. <laughs> and they're doing that. But also, how did we? How do we used to meet? You know, girls. Yeah. You 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 now can stay at home, sit on Tinder or Swindler or whatever it is they use. Swindler, Swindler. <laughs> isn't that the that's a documentary? That's the documentary about Tinder. <laughs> about Tinder, which is why you should stay off Tinders because of Swindlers. Uh, but they they just sit at home and swipe. They meet someone. There's no need to go to a bar because you used to have to. I remember when I'm like to buy a lady a drink. Yeah, you had to like make eye contact and be like. Is she looking at me? Is she looking at him? The the, the nervousness before asking. <laughs> Is he asking, looking at me? Am I yeah. looking at him? <laughs> the nervousness of asking someone for their number. But if you didn't go to the bar, you were not meeting. You were not meeting other people. You were not meeting potential partners. Like it was. That was what, one of the reasons you went, and that was part of the culture. And it's. I think. I think that's a big part of it. But I also think video games online stuff i just think yeah. today's generation is is they, more detached from that culture mm-hmm. right? and there's, there might be a money component i mean drinking Maybe. at bars now it's it's you know eight nine ten bucks a beer it's crazy yeah. honestly one person yeah. for an evening like if you if you're going to a bar for a few hours you're gonna have a bite like whatever an appetizer a bite to eat and five beers you're like, uh, you're almost a hundred bucks after yeah. tip. Like it's, that's, oh, yeah. it seems insane. And I definitely wouldn't have been able to afford that back when I was 20 years old. Like, thankfully there was Lush and Ezzy's selling crappy beer for a dollar a cup. Just going to say, I remember five cent highball nights. But Lush was 25 cents or whatever. Like yeah. we, were, we were talking about the Strat. Oh, Strat Hotel because that was such a classic spot and like you go in there and play beer nuts and you get you get a pitcher of beer for like eight dollars yeah. and right you throw the nuts apparently when it like switched ownership it was they would like kick you out of the bar for playing beer nuts and it's just 
like why that that doesn't make sense to me like it's you're 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 basically removing culture from your own establishment right it's like um, i don't know i don't understand that yeah like i went to king's night pub and in the hood mill woods that's like where i met most of my best friends and at one point they would have friday nights was ladies night and of course there the bar was split in two so you had like the rock side with the live band <laughs> and then the other side which was completely closed off which was karaoke but then on ladies night they had the strippers and it was all closed off but you could which literally the, the side that you had to sit in waiting to get into ladies night was like a it was like you were sitting in like a butcher shop. It was just like tile floors and windows. And like, it was, it was the most uncomfortable place and ever. Which always was hilarious. an 80s metal cover band. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, I literally, I spent years there, but you'd give literally like the girls that we were friends with, we'd give them a $5 bill at 1030 and at 11 o'clock when the doors open, you'd walk in and you'd have like a six tier stacked cups of highballs, like not beer, highballs. And then you get wrecked. <laughs> yeah, those are just simpler times. Um, I think we're done being old losers yeah, now. So old. So let's. Uh, we need a. We need a Travis segue. Anyways, guys, <laughs> let's um, let's move it along here. Yeah, we need a father-like segue out of this endless pit of reminiscing. Um, I thought you were going to say despair. Despair. Just despair is a word. Too. <laughs> um, what are we here to talk about we're um what's so let's let's kind of just do some recapping um obviously a lot of interaction on some of the posts that we've done some of the the whiskeys that we've been drinking and and talking about i don't know if there's anything that stands out to you guys as far as is was there one was there one product that was that got more interaction or attention well, than anything else that you saw? What do you think? Sean? Like March 3rd, wasn't that dubbed Black oh, Bush Day? Black and it Bush was like Day, yeah. completely coincidental. I remember like waking up that day and like <laughs> scrolling through and like, what is happening? And then I ran downstairs because like the day before March, I literally, I have a list of every single day of what I'm posting and I haven't changed it. And that, like that day I had black bush and I was like, how is that possible? So yeah, that was cool. That was like, cool. we should, we should try and like, we should reach out to Bush Mills and try and coin that black bush day yeah. leading up to Irish whiskey. And we'll do it. We'll do it every year hereafter. And we'll just bring more people on and we'll just like take over the airwaves. Yeah, and they say they'll be like, "Oh, you, like, do you want us to pay you?" And we'll just say, "No, just give us like forty of these. Just give us hundred. <laughs> we'll Only work for dollar store level swag. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe a couple foam fingers for our mics. And that's definitely, it. definitely need a bush. Exactly. I'll be like, but you made us forty thousand dollars. Yeah, just some foam. We just need yeah, foam. Just give us some foam. Foam and funny hats. Um, I thought the uh, I thought it was really cool to see how <clears throat> early on it was pretty small group of us doing the daily posts and i don't for continuing on I don't, i'm not gonna have enough bottles for the rest of the month i think i have three more so we'll have to figure out that but i thought it was it was cool to see how more people started jumping on you saw some people saying i don't have very much irish but i'm gonna go buy this one and then the next day you would see them posting that you know the black bush or the kill bag and i thought it was really cool to see it kind of kind of snowball a little bit and the one bottle that I thought I saw probably the most other than Black Bush was the the um, Red Breast 12 Castrate, mm-hmm. I would say. Maybe because yeah, there's so much of it on the market. Yeah. 
So yeah, well, and the fact that there was such a like a glut in distribution for that. Like the last one we got in Alberta was 2019, and there was 10 cases for all of Alberta, and they didn't go to any of the big stores. Like I found my 2019 at some little mom paw store on Jasper Ave that I just happened to walk into one day before that i think it was the 2017 or the 2018 that was the last ones that like wine and beyond had so but yeah this is the biggest influx of yeah of that product in a long time and so people you know everybody has heard this myth of how good it is compared to all the other ones the myth i mean it's not no, a myth. i think it's a good grind of it's grind of good. malt yeah <laughs> well not to Sean standard. No, no right, maybe right. myth isn't the right word. The hype yeah. over how good the cast strength Redbreast is. And then now it was available and most people could get it if they wanted to. So, yeah, I definitely saw a lot of that. But the Dramina can. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of Dramina can. Like, that is cool. That's something that, obviously, two of us in here are solely responsible for and bringing it to canada and now you have people all over the country posting about it and people taking oh. it on vacation pictures of it in mexico our mexican yeah. brand ambassador your mexican brand ambassador he fits in with site. <laughs> yeah. jeremy, um, Pugh's, jeremy Pugh's video that yeah. was posted on wasn't that, wasn't that awesome that was like we were i remember we we're chatting about it um like the vibe to go for and stuff and just that like i just love that chill kind of saint patty's day evening vibe just sharing a dram in a can with a couple couple close friends kind of thing like he he nailed that thing yeah, yeah. that was beauty he, yeah. he totally can get the feeling right from the get-go like you know hey okay see babe and then grabs his board and a pack of cans and off he goes and like pff, that was the only thing is at the end of it after because it was like this like chill kind of beautiful music i wanted it to like do a little like and then go to like heavy metal and they slam the cans on their head yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best the biggest uh the biggest feedback i got uh, and we'll call it a criticism was was that jeremy didn't do nearly enough tricks yep agreed no he uh, just sat there it's like he pretended yeah. to be a skateboarder but wasn't sure actually a skateboarder the concussion he got probably had something to do with that. no he was well, I, I guess I shouldn't tell the actual story because I think he was trying to think of something more creative, but maybe I should just throw him under the bus. Pretty sure he just slid down into the bowl to grab his skateboard and he tripped oh, and no. hit his head. So it was... Uh, I heard he was fighting he didn't the bear. Hit. He... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the bear needed more stitches than he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard someone wanted his dram in a can and he got in a fight defending it. Yeah, a bear. By a bad bear. bear. Yeah. And everyone like and the the thing that gets me is nobody was surprised there was a bear skating in the skate park to no. begin with. But... It's BC, those things happen. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, the one that I like my post even yesterday where my my St. Patrick's Day was gonna be Bushmills and I took three separate pictures, three different levels of Bushmills, but then I just started it because my daughters last year we got a full family set of those uh oh everyone shirts that Tullamore yeah, do is i have one of those somewhere and uh so my kids they both got like adult mediums and they're way too big so my wife ended up like cutting the sleeves and cutting the bottoms and <laughs> they were like 
begging to wear them to school. They made sure that they were clean and ready to go. And I was like, this is awesome. They want so to wear whiskey to, shirts to school. Yeah. So we like took picture, the picture with my arms around my girls. And that was like the first picture that comes up. And like I did that and then literally went on, live on online. And before I knew it, there was like a hundred lights on it and like more comments. And I was like, I hadn't even posted it to my stories or anything. I was like, this is cool. And I mean, it's a good cause too. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, I like it. That's, that's for marketing. That was genius to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was really cool. Um, any new, did you guys try any new Irish whiskeys this month? Well, I went and bought the one that YG Sean, uh, recommended to us well not recommended but was one of his favorites but that teeling single grain oh yeah so i bought that <laughs> uh cracked it with my my brother who was over visiting and him and i ended up going through i think i sent you guys a picture yeah a, de- a decent chunk of that Good bottle it is, it is a crusher of a whiskey that's the wine cask right the wine yeah, cask, wine cask yeah yeah and it's it was i know we talked about it on this episode before but like younger irish grain whiskeys and don't compare them to scottish single grains they're very different totally yeah that that stuff for uh, yeah i i might bring it to jasper with me this weekend with the brothers and finish that bottle might as well yeah i really think it's cool the other bottle that i always preach about is that writer sears double oak and seems like a few other people have kind of caught on and and even posted like hey i bought this because YG Whiskey Nice told me to. I'm like, sweet. That's awesome. And You're an influencer. Yeah. I don't know Whoa. about that. But uh but uh it's it's kind of nice to hear, I I guess. But uh I'm just happy that other people are enjoying it too, and I'm just not crazy for loving it. Well, like I've got tons of messages, even comments on posts that I've made, like the black bush. I think more people have gone out and bought the black bush this year than I've ever mm-hmm. heard of. Like I had four people message me yesterday and say, you know, I finally went and bought this, you know, it was on sale for 35 bucks and this is the best money that you can buy. And I was like, it is. And like every store around Edmonton in the past two weeks has had sales and like the Glendalock double, double barrel, that mm, their like single green, 35, it was $32 bucks, yeah. at superstore. Like the Sexton single malt, which is Bushmills single malt. Eight, like roughly eight years old sherry cask and it was on sale for 37 bucks that's good yeah. steve was supposed to pick one of those up for me at bsw i think and totally let me down yeah you know it's it's really far away from me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's you know some sometimes when the the sun you know is blocked by the clouds i can't see the sign so i just like <laughs> out of out of sight out of mind kind of thing mm. um yeah, I mean, I can even still this, do that. <laughs> even this bottle right here. I mean, I posted Waterford a few days ago, but somebody else posted Waterford early on in the month, and there was a huge discussion on that. On that, I post. know I was pissed off of that because I had my Waterford discussion post lined up, and you beat me to it, and I was like, "Well, nobody's going to want to talk about it twice." <laughs> Post at the end of the month, people forget. Yeah. <laughs> Once it's past St. Patrick's Day, people will forget what happened pre St. Patrick's Day. Should we, should we yeah. talk about that? Maybe, Steve, maybe talk about maybe is there an Irish stick because we didn't hear from you, but then maybe do you want to talk about that Waterford, John, and that whole discussion about the what came out of the terroir discussion? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, new Irish whiskey that I tried 
Oh shit! I don't, I don't know if I actually. I don't even know if I tried anything new. I did pop. I did pop a Waterford, the Waterford organic, Gaia, Gaia, right? Gaia, Gaia or whatever it's called. Um, which I guess my my discussion that I was going to bring up was it was tied to Waterford, but I I kind of changed it to ask people's opinion on like the organic side of whiskey creation and i really want to get the biodynamic release that that just came out as well um we got like I get emails chirping at us from all angles right here um so that week yeah we can we can get into that sean fire away terroir oh, here we go yeah terroir so i mean obviously mark rainier or shit he left body. grinding Mark Rainier, he left Brook Lottie where he was. And when he was there, Brook Lottie was, they were diving into the terroir aspect of whiskey as well. And I'm sure he had a big role in that. And then he said, screw it. I'm going to start my own distillery and that's all we're going to focus on. So he started Waterford in Ireland. And for the first few years, that's literally what they were going for. They were trying to show that where their grains are sown and harvested makes a difference on the taste and you know some of the feedback that people were giving oh it's just marketing bullshit you know it's just them trying to you know they have these nice cool looking bottles and you know it's just all marketing fluff but then if you actually grab two different releases and taste them side by side they're so different and they're everybody's like well you know the one argument that the one person said is well whiskey making from start to finish all goes into the finished product i'm like yeah but they're taking all that other stuff out they're using the exact same methods the exact same fermentation times distillation times the same cut levels and they're aging it in the same style casks now yeah one cask of ex-bourbon to another may be more active i get that they can't control that but they're aging it in the same styles. And so when you have two whiskeys that, and they are probably the most uh, transparent whiskey in the world, you type in the code, go to the website. It literally tells you to the day, the distillation and the bottle. It tells you in the growing season when it was planted and when it was harvested. Like no other company is even coming close to that. So you take two of them and one tastes like barnyard funk wet hay and the other one tastes like orchard fruits and summer grass and like you can't tell me that aging it, producing it in the same exact way and then having two finished products that are so different. The only thing that changed was where the barley was grown. Like nothing else changed in the process. Ooh. So you like they're they're literally proving the exact thing that they wanted to when they started up. And now they've got, you know, the point twos and the point threes of some of them coming out. So now you'll be able to compare what a little bit extra time on the same single farm, what that extra time aging is going to do to it. So you can compare, you know, horizontally and vertically. And now with this bottle, like in front of us, They've taken 25 single farm whiskeys that they made and they put them together and in a cuvee, whatever 
that means but they they've, <laughs> what is it? they've married them together qv what is qv wine cask of some sort isn't it yeah like, that's what i thought too so they married them together in a QV whatever <laughs> and now this is like it's not a core range because it'll still change every year but they're literally taking you know if they bottle 700 bottles of every single farm of course they're going to have more than that so they'll take all the extra stuff and instead of just having wasted product they put it into this it's essentially a single malt blend which is what every distillery in the world does for their single malts unless it's a single cask they're blending casks and that's what they did with this so this is their core range quote unquote but it's going to change every year because they're just going to use all the excess stuff that they have from the that year's releases marry them together in a cask or in a vat and then sell it and this is coming in cheaper than most of the single farm bottles that you can get so so cuvee for the record fact time it just um it basically just means blend like it means a blend of wines so that there might not be any wine influence in this at all okay so that's it might actually just be because it's like the word cuvee on the label whether on a still or sparkling wine just indicates a special blend unique to a producer so it just means blend yeah fancy fancy word fancy word for blend uh, from the wine community because they're clearly they're clear clear, well they're clearly trying to trick us all like they do with their terroir stuff (laughs) trying to make us think that it's a wine cask but no it's they're they've created they've created a brand that is as unique as any brand is on the whiskey shelves don't you think like they're the, the bottles are beautiful totally like and people can say it's it's marketing fluff but they put it like the time and effort that's going in to nailing down the production of barley from different fields and like completely kind of segregating their operations to feed to feed what like what they're going for in this brand i'm sorry but that's not marketing fluff because that takes a lot of energy and effort and money extra like they're spending a ton of extra money and effort trying to like stay true to what they've set out to do if it was marketing fluff you would just see more more flashy shit around i don't know like what right like don't you agree with that like it's there's got to be they're trying to look for substance in what they're doing and i think that they've started to find it already as they continue to get older i believe that it's only going to become more yeah and more relevant you take you take the code every single release has a code on the back you type it into their website not only do you get all the information on the casks you use the percentages the aging all that cool information fermentation time stuff like that but there's a profile on the farm and the farmer and there's like photos of them you some of them have videos of them going and like part of the waterford team they're literally going to these farms on a weekly monthly basis and checking in on the growth and they go out in the field and like they're inspecting it and then on top of that they do the organic series so it's 100 percent certified organic and now they have biodynamic biodynamic which is a term again stolen or borrowed from from the wine the community for sure i think it would have more influence on wine than it does and a lot like because the difference between a non organic or non-biodynamic whiskey or wine and like a normal i don't think is 
like i don't think there's a massive difference in flavor and stuff i think it's more so just like uh i don't know like what's your guys's take on on organic like obviously there's some there's some quality differences in when some when like when a fruit or vegetable or or meat is produced but that's it's more tangible in the sense that it's like you're consuming that piece like when uh organic grape goes through the process and gets distilled and for or fermented or whatever like with whiskey whiskey is being distilled so impurities are being distilled out right like for a wine yeah you're fermenting grapes so it's going to have more of an impact than whiskey does that make sense yeah i think the i think the argument all along with the terroir doesn't matter is people saying that the distillation essentially is is eliminating any effects of that stuff which i completely disagree with on on the on the organic side i think for people just knowing that when you think of organic i think of like stuff that's used in the growing of the grains i think of like pesticides i think of like chemicals and so when i think organic to me i think less chemicals less stuff that we don't know where it came from now i could be wrong they might still have to use pesticides i don't i don't quite understand how that i don't understand what it takes to get the organic yeah you would still have to battle pests right yeah so how are they, you know, do they just have a whole bunch of like birds that eat the pests? I don't know how that works. As long as they're organic birds. Organic just birds. Just a bunch of citronella candles burning all the time. The, <laughs> argument, the argument that, that distillation takes everything out, then if distillation takes everything out, then why are we using different grains in the distillation? Why are we using, if, you, if you're just creating a pure alcohol with distillation, then what's the point of any of the stuff you do? Yeah, if... Or distillation, for, and, for sure. If it did, it all then, makes a difference. Then new meat yeah. would all taste the same, right? If yeah. the, if it if distillation eliminates terroir, then new make would all be the same. And it would be based on the barrel, exactly. Which and is in, in theory sixty to anywhere from sixty to eighty percent of the final flavor, not a hundred percent. So, no, you know, not at all. Flavor is yeah. coming from somewhere, and you you go back to when we talk about all the different aspects that go into it and different distilleries that do different things, if you think that where this stuff is grown doesn't have an impact, I just think you're ignoring. And now to be fair, Sean, during this conversation on Instagram, um, the, well, it's Paul Bovis. We had the chat with, it was, we all know Paul, he writes reviews for the website and stuff. The, the argument wasn't that it doesn't impact things. And he, he acknowledged that, where was this argument, by the way? It was an argument. It was a good, it was a good debate. It was on Instagram under uh, under Paul. I think it was made, his post. Paul made a Waterford post. Oh, it was the, under Paul's post. Okay. Yeah. The the conversation was, it's only one part of the whole process, and yes. they shouldn't they should focus on the other parts as well. And my argument was, every distillery focuses on all the parts. They're they're all important. Waterford, amongst you know the hundreds of distilleries and coming up in Ireland and the hundreds in Scotland, they decided to make this the part that they were going to market and focus on. And it, to argue that it's not working it would be would be silly for a new distillery. The amount of attention they get, the amount of people buying these, oh, bottles, yeah. I mean, it's working. And you got to that's what companies need to do: find a niche. And how many space side distilleries are opening up that are probably going to end up failing in the next 15 years because they just don't have something different about them. Yeah. They're not trying to like actively separate themselves from their competition. Right. And Waterford is Waterford has done that. 
done it perfectly in my eyes. Yeah. They've, and they've justified. I think they've also kind of like with this, with this extra kind of sheen that they've added, they've also justified the, uh, additional price. It costs to buy bottle a little bit. Right. Cause they've almost like talked you into the fact that this is, this is like, this is a premium product because of the effort we put into all these other bells and whistles, whether they are bells and whistles or not, but that's right. People are like, wow, this is really cool. I'm okay paying this much money for a young single malt. Yeah. The, the only, the, the only issue that I, that I have, I guess is like, it's, it's cool idea behind the brand, but if you're looking for something where you're going to like all of the releases or love them all, you might not find that in Waterford because they're so variable and because so you, if you're looking to buy Waterford, you kind of have to be committed to the idea that they're selling in their terroir and be okay with the fact that this release might not be exactly what you're looking for, but the next release might be, you might absolutely love it. So I think that's the only issue with their, the way that they do business. Well, Sean, you, you recently, sorry, Trev, um, Sean Kincaid, you recently put a blind sample of Waterford in with, with some blind packages or whatever. I'm curious if you've gotten some feedback from that, because I feel like (laughs) Waterford, try like if if you're tasting waterford uh, like outside of kind of the stigmatism around it that that it, you would probably gain a completely different perspective or opinion right like it's yeah and i mean i was obviously people think that if i'm pouring them blind samples that they're all going to be irish this was the only irish i put in there with there was an american and there was well, how, like how irish is it other than it's produced in Ireland. Well, that's just it. I was very conscious of the fact that the the release I picked to put in there from Waterford was a super funky barnyardy kind of, I just, I just sipped on it because I have it in front of me because I had some left after I did right out of the sample bottle, right out of the sample bottle. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I didn't (laughs) really want to bother with glasses today because I was like, don't, don't don't dirty any glasses for this this second yeah. stage show yeah <laughs> but, like, so, so, but I, it I, is a weird funky one that i'm actually weird i'm actually not really into to be totally honest but um <laughs> it is definitely does not thanks I, for your opinion we'll let you know when it matters <laughs> okay, yeah. just, 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 but no it like, is a weird one though sean like, is one of the ones that gave me feedback on it and yeah. you know went through the whole process and he didn't pick it as his least favorite True. but he also didn't pick out that it was the irish one and you know what? Out of the four people of the ten or so that I sent these to, that actually got back to me, yeah, not a single one picked it as the Irish, which is exactly what I was going for. Yeah, and nobody picked it as their least favorite. And there was some. Where did it land in the favorite? Like, was it sent mid middle? to mid to bottom? But okay. like, it was. It no nobody picked. But it, it is as... an off. Oh yeah, that's it, a, that's a, like a, a, a yeah, it's a super like obscure kind of yeah whiskey to and throw. the it's other one that came out of this the other yeah the other one that came out the other bottle of water for that was released at the same time as that is like a, a stereotypical irish it's very orchard yeah. fruit yeah. crisp clean you know <clears throat> fresh cut grass if i put that in there people are you gonna open yours 
to yeah. drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to have a little sip right now? Yeah. Uh, Just yeah. Not right out of the bottle, though. Don't dirty right the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put no, two straws in it. Yeah. But what that's was, the other, that's the other thing. Like with Waterford, we really planning on drinking today. <laughs> we've received what t- ten or twelve bottlings in Alberta. And like I said, there's no way I'm. It's too many. I, there's no way I'm going to try and collect them all. Now I have them all, except yeah. for the bio. So you know it. Sean has spent fifteen hundred dollars on Waterford. Yeah, but <laughs> um, there's other people that we know know very well, and they are all in, and they've bought two of everything: one to drink and one to store Jeez. away. But that's you, commitment. That you is commitment to the terroir. You cannot try and collect all of them because Waterford alone last year released 71 unique bottlings. Which that's that's too bad. That too makes bad. it hard that makes it hard for the consumer to like really absorb the like a new brand like that in my eyes, right? Like and that's the thing when those first two came out, I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Like I picked up one of them and my dad picked up like both or multiples of both kind of thing and then it was just like new one new one new one new one new one new one it was like what is going on right it's like well i don't have a thousand dollars to drop on just one brand of whiskey right now so like i couldn't even keep up now i'm not even sure what number they are on it wasn't until this qv came out that i was started to become interested again but it's that makes it tough don't you think like it's it's hard enough keeping up with like annual core or limited releases that, that distilleries release never mind like the worldwide how many did you say 71 71 different releases like, get the fuck out of town here i love how this is uh this is transitioned into a, a waterford this is transitioned into a waterford episode yeah, yeah. i wanted well, to Irish we whiskey. got time for another topic okay though. yeah here's, anyway. here's another travis segue anyway guys i'll just call up mark rainier and we'll get him on this isn't a segue i'm actually i want to touch on something but yes we should reach out to mark uh sometimes he's a good buddy of sean's sometimes linkedin works if you can't get a hold of them uh or if you don't have their phone number but we'll we'll reach out to him but what i was talking about when you're talking about all the different releases and how it's hard for the regular i think this isn't a brand for right now anyways i don't think it's a brand for regular consumers i don't think a whole lot of people are going up to the local shop and just randomly buying a waterford i think it's a brand for enthusiasts i think they are targeting the enthusiasts but I think what they're probably getting to maybe with this release that you just bought the cuvee is that will kind of be maybe their release that is for everybody. It's just, it is, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the releases that you're buying one of each of Sean is more for nerds like us. And I'm actually hoping you're going to do some sort of a vertical horizontal water for tasting at some point, which I'll then, buy tickets to and just not show up to the virtual tasting but <laughs> do we need to grind them yeah. all we're we gonna grind them all uh, right oh now? we already ground them all so yeah. ground them no all. no that wasn't no really one, a no one's ground them all no one's ground them all the music yeah. hasn't played yet so nobody's ground them cue, all. cue the cue the music sean just so that travis can uh take he could rip his shirt off and let us know how he feels well i've never been one for meeting new people or doing new things or eating new types of food. I've had the same haircut since 1978 and have driven the same car since 1991. 
I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. I have one bowl. I still get my milk delivered by horse. Are you going to tell a man that he can't fart in his own car? I don't want to seem overdramatic, but I don't really care what happens here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stay angry. I find that relaxes me. This is my hell. All right. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sean almost stood up with his pants off. <laughs> he would have knocked, knocked the mic over because he's getting a little randy over grinding malts. Um, that is... Uh, I will I will add to that because I've experienced the same thing and it's it's not we we understand that people got things to do and I know there's going to be people that are listening to this podcast that are going to be like hey I was one of those guys <laughs> but at the same time it's like the time and effort that goes into preparing a virtual okay, I don't know why I'm grinding this malt for Travis by the way but anyways the time and effort that goes into preparing a virtual tasting pouring samples labeling the labeling the sample bottles and you prepare like i've prepared tastings for 50 people and only had 25 of them show up and then it's like why did i waste my time like and right like it's just i don't know you like just the amount of preparation that goes into even present each whiskey and stuff and then have people just totally leave you i don't know alone Alone, alone. I'm so lonely. Yeah. I, I don't know how how, all, how deep to go in this because yeah. I've also, but I'm actually what I am. I'm actually very careful to promise my presence for virtual tastings because I know that sometimes they can be challenging. So I will just like, I will buy and then tell people that I might show up. That way, if I do show up it's a bonus <laughs> it's the it's main mainly it's like the people that are like yeah can't wait for the tasting and then you, it's crickets right well i think if you're that if you're doing that you're part of the problem first of all <laughs> um no but i don't i also get forced into being part of these things <laughs> yeah listen if you if you're right off the bat say sean sends out an email for his 18 year tasting and you reply I don't know if I'll be able to make it, but if you have an extra kit, I would love to. I would love to try them, which, which I know which does happen. Yeah, I know yeah. how much you love sample bottles, and that's fine. Um, that's one thing, but and again, I maybe I need to be more clear when I send out these emails that like the point of this is the community. The point of this these virtual tastings is getting people together. It's not. I don't want to be a sample bottle filler. I hate filling sample bottles. Absolutely hate it. It's. Yeah. it's I sit downstairs. I, you know, it's, it's, there's whiskey everywhere. It's a, it's just not fun. You cry a so, bit. I cry a bit. So if Each you sample ball gets one tier. Yeah. If I'm having trouble selling tickets and I'll say, even if you can't, I, you know, I'll let you know, but I, I don't do these things often enough that I have trouble selling it out. And I had people that wanted to come to this tasting that I wasn't able to let in. And, and that, so like, Again, I don't think it's a, I don't think anyone's meaning to be disrespectful. I think maybe by pointing it out, they will understand what we go through prepping for these things, and that what we really want is a room full of thirty people talking about the whiskeys, hanging out, socializing, and at the very least, if you can't make it, fire a message. Just say, "Here, I'm sorry. Shit happens. I'm, I'm not. I don't hold grudges. I'm. I've already spoken with people that weren't about. It's fine." It's and the camera over to show us the holes in the drywall beside yeah, you. Yeah, it's got <laughs> ugly over here. But the the it has sort of made me kind of be like, 
I was talking with, with Zara the other day and just saying, I don't know if I want to do them anymore. I, I'm kind of, I get that it's nice to get people from the East coast in and, and, you know, or not the East coast, you know, Ontario and BC and get everyone together. But I don't know the amount of work that went into that old Perth tasting to have 15 people. It just felt to me like a whole lot of, of time and effort for 15 people to be there. That's all. Yeah. That's reasonable. It is reasonable for sure. It's, but I mean, not even like a week before that, Sean had his 15 year tasting and he had a handful of people drop out on the day of the tasting. Most people, yeah, they let me know though. So it's okay. Oh yeah. Sean, Sean doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to piss anybody off. Yeah, so I mean, he's like, no, I it's cool guys. to still, you know, yeah. come to the things that I do. Oh, uh, yeah. Sell more tasting kits yeah. for the eat. I'm not, I'm not, you know, Switzerland doesn't, doesn't mind if you visit or not. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you, Hey Steve, didn't you uh, run into Dan uh, whiskey throttle? And didn't he say something to the extent of bring me on the show? I'll grind some malts for you guys. And he was like, I'll call out names. I'll do this. So I'm yeah, going to call out. I'm going to call out whiskey throttle, whiskey oh. throttle, bought a set. Didn't show up. I sent out that email. He replied and said, sorry, I'm going to call out with, you know what? I'm going to get heated and call out whiskey throttle on this grinding of malts. And then we'll see if he wants to come on and rebuttal it at some point. He, uh, yeah, he offered to come on and do the, the malt grinding, like do a segment malt grinding where he just basically shits on everyone he can. He's like that, that one small monkey in the, in the zoo that just throws poop at everything that walks by. That's, and he's like, cause I don't care if people don't like me. And I was like, that's fine. And we can stay diplomatic and people can just hate you. So <laughs> yeah. like, it's like a perfect thing. And and when Dan gets going, he's actually pretty funny. Like he's, he, he could be fairly entertaining when he and he's it. such and a he doesn't care. He's guy. so sarcastic and he doesn't care whose feelings he hurt. Like it, like I'm almost willing to take him up on it as long as we can just like separate the branding of whiskey throttle and loss in translation. So we don't get dragged into like his, <laughs> craziness and nonsense. I don't know. And why did the podcast fail? Oh, they got sued for slander multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he doesn't have he doesn't have dozens of sponsors to keep happy like we do, right? Cue the cue the sponsor music. Yeah, if you could play the sponsor for us. Hey there. It's been a hot minute, and I just want to interrupt and bring you a quick message from our sponsors of today's show. Enjoy. Thanks to all of our excellent sponsors for supporting the show, and thank you for continuing to listen. Have a great rest of your day. Yeah. So what it's, I mean, when you have sponsors like we do, you have to, you have to kind of watch things you say, and and so maybe having him on, we could just say this is not a sponsored segment. Our sponsors are left out of this. Our giant. Our sponsors do not approve of this message. Yeah. 
here we go. And then just let them go. And we all mute ourselves and don't we turn off our cameras. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to, I'm going to wait for, I I would like to have him just come on and just actually apologize to all of us. You want a public apology? I mean, public apology. I'm whiskey throttle. I don't really need an apology from Daniel Copeland. Copeland. Oh, I don't know if he likes his last name being used on these things. All right. Can you just make a note and be like, Muffle when I'm saying it? Muffle it. Dan. <laughs> we should just keep saying it so it's harder for Sean to edit. <laughs> He's just going to have a fuck like two minutes. Be, yeah. like, okay, edit this out. Yeah. Whiskey throttle Dan Copeland. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh anyway Sean's just jotting down times yeah he's just writing times down right now because I'm just, just writing fuck a-holes uh do you guys want to talk about some news some Irish news is there anything coming out um And this is what's happening in your world tonight. Heroin, sex, machine guns, flamethrowers, murder. There's no story here. We've just found that ratings go up when we say those words. 40% of Chicago's substitute teachers can't read or write. In other news, the Prime Minister of Sweden visited Washington today and my tiny little nipples went to France. Your car's seatbelt. Safety miracle or decapitation nightmare? Could the weather be to blame for that weird metallic taste in your mouth? I sure hope so. Here's what's making news. The White House Reception Committee greeted the Prime Rib Roast Minister, and I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. In other news... Well, I would say like something that's been talked about uh, quite a bit this St. Patty's Day uh, compared to others is the Keeper's Heart brand, right? Brian Nation. Mm. Um, Making Irish whiskey... He's like combining, and it's cool actually, they're the marketing, if you've seen some of their marketing out there, it's like, I think it says why the Irish are pissed. And it's, yeah, there's like, they're, they're like taking, it's almost taking a shot at the Irish whiskey community because he's in this like in between universe where he's combining like American and, and Irish whiskey kind of, um, Styles. Yeah, styles to create unique, unique expression, which is really cool. And Brian Nation, Brian Nation is what? Uh, Master Distiller for Bushville's. No, Middleton. Or Middleton, sorry. One of the big guys. Yeah, whatever. Um, One of those big guys <laughs> over there. Yeah. Um, sorry, yeah, Middleton. It's, I drank really late last night. So you got to give me a break here. I'm pretty hungover. Um, so like a massive name, a massive name yeah. in the Irish whiskey community went to like, how much would it have taken to, to get him to come to Minnesota of all places and create an Irish whiskey on us soil is like, that's, 
that's pretty cool. Like that's fairly significant, right? There was, well, and it, it goes back to like, we'll come back to that, but there are already a couple of fairly brands getting noticed. There's one in, in Colorado. States. Yeah. That's making that. Talnua. Talnua. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're making waves. And then there's another one that's, and as far as I know, like um, Barry, he talked about it and they're only in Ohio and you can only buy their product in Ohio, but it's called BUA, B-U-A. And they oh, are, yeah, that's right. They're literally making Irish style pot still whiskey in the States. But I mean, even Anoka locally, like that's one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to do a, a pot still style with malted and unmalted barley. And I mean, you, you can't call it Irish whiskey, but you, where I'm like, sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but like where, like, it seems like in thin air, the fascination to create Irish, more Irish whiskey in this world just like it developed isn't it weird like over the last like because it's the best no, but <laughs> over the last handful of years it's just like the irish community is just blown up to the point where they're making irish whiskey all of like irish whiskey or style whiskey all over the world now like it's it's just kind of that i don't know where this fascination came from but then again like even circling back to the terroir so you know if if oh, anoka, here we go again guys if oh anoka, boy <laughs> you know like just a quick tangent like if anoka, are you sure our um, sponsors don't want another t- uh, just want another spot <laughs> just paul paul bovis is gonna be mad you're just you're piling on now sean <laughs> but no like if anoka is using locally sourced grain the grown in alberta and doing a malted and unmalted distillate so single pot style and if Talnua is using colorado grain and you know if if o'shaughnessy or whatever keepers heart if they're using you know stuff grown in minnesota or wherever like it, it will still taste different exactly sure the same no exactly the same because the stills wash all the terroir out yeah that's right and, yeah yeah <laughs> but you know like Again, like even as like obviously a huge Irish fan, and I've made my thoughts on Middleton and their single pod still, but I give them credit because they're still the ones that kept it alive when there was nobody else making it, and they kept doing it, kept kept that style alive, and now it's going to come full circle. And another guest that we had to pivot away from with uh, Fiona, he in one of his interviews that I watched, Fiona. Finon. Come on, you're the Irish guy. Yeah. Get that right. Um, he even. I think, the, I think the ends are silent. It's just feel. <laughs> <laughs> but he, we still need to have a pronunciation episode. podcast <laughs> Words where we, or episode where we go over how Harsh, you properly how you should probably English the shit out of every. We'll get one of those <laughs> uh, speaking spells. <laughs> but no, like reminds me. Sorry, another tangent. Uh, but <laughs> you guys just can't keep a straight and narrow today. No, we can't keep a straight. All over the place. There was a there's a there's a guy that works for the company that I work for. His name's Dennis Aust- Ostafachuk, Ostafachuk. Um, anyways, the early days when we had flip phones and they just started to do where like the phone would speak the name, you could like pick it as the ringtone or whatever. It would pronounce it as Dennis Ostabacock. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody used to put it on their phones and we'd be having like, like project meetings and stuff. And 
<laughs> be like, Dennis, I'll stab a cock is calling you. And <laughs> anyways, go on, Sean. <laughs> I think I think we should do that episode, but just me, Sean, and Sean just give you because you're the worst. You're like Glenn John. Like I'm you, you like Glenn like you, Sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're so I think I think we pick distilleries and you have to sure I will, I, teach, say, I, will, I will teach everybody how to pronounce everything. <laughs> All right. You know, Sean, like, um in the interview he said that he says in the next 10 years you're going to see scotch distilleries doing uh, mixed mash releases mm. it just it's going to happen it happened in history and it, he he is pretty sure that it'll start happening again what do you mean by mixed mash so um the interview that I watched, she was talking about using the oats and wheat mm. and like the historical mash bills that he was doing. And he, he knows of Scottish distillers that are already experimenting with, you know, putting a little bit of oats or wheat or whatever in different grain. Yeah. Different grains. Into but aren't the, they already, aren't they already doing that Sean? It's just called a single grain Scotch whiskey. Is that like a, whatever they want in a single grain Scotch whiskey? They but can. Yeah. yeah, they can for sure. But this will be like the Irish style single. They'll, grain. they'll market it like the Irish do, or, yeah. the, or like like bourbon does. They'll actually market a mash bill, which the Scots have never done. Yeah, it's either a hundred percent barley or everything else. Grain, yeah. <laughs> grain. If it's not barley, it's just grain. Doesn't matter what like, it is. Like try and track down what Cambus uses as their mash bill, and it's next to impossible. It's impossible. To find. Yeah, the. So, uh, the cool yeah, thing or, O'Shaughnessy is doing that I think maybe some of the other ones, the other ones are making, well, O'Shaughnessy will be doing this, but they're sourcing all of their Irish casts from, I think either Great Northern or one of the big the big guys over there. And then they're mixing it with uh, sourced rye whiskey, I think from MG, what's it called? MGP? MGP, yeah. MGP. Um, so, but what they plan on doing with their two, they have two big pot stills is a whole bunch of different stuff. So they are going to do like a Irish style single pot still whiskey, but they're also going to do stuff like triple distilled bourbon, triple distilled rye. So they are, what I love about what I'm hearing about O'Shaughnessy is just how experimental they are. And I'm sure they're already laying these casts down. Um, so I don't even think we need to look at it as an Irish whiskey or in anything. It's a former huge famous master distiller from Ireland making Bush Mills. Much- from 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 Kilbegan. From Middleton. Yeah. Making making just really cool whiskeys with a Irish sort of flair in the United States. I think it's and we're hoping to get Brian on the show. Uh, we've reached out and we have some contacts. So it'd be really cool yeah. to ask him just all that nerdy stuff about what they're doing. It's well, funny because their their tagline yeah. is Irish period. American period whiskey period. Yeah. Like which is really cool, right? Right on their bottle it says whiskey, Irish plus American. Irish whiskey is blended with American rye whiskey. We combine the unique qualities of Irish grain and single pot still whiskeys with American rye whiskey for a remarkable drinking experience. Sounds remarkable to me. Weird. It's 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 like writer's tears. Beautiful bottles. But but adding rye? in American take the tears out. No tears. Just writers? Yes. <laughs> Keepers heart writers whiskey. <laughs> yeah. It's no, it's I think it's really cool. It's yeah, it's I can't amazing. I can't wait to try I, that. I know. I'm gonna try and get my hands on some. I will be down in the area next week month. Two, like three weeks from now. Yeah. So me, me too, Steve. 
Well, not that area, but no. Maybe it's in Colorado. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm driving through. We were thinking about going through Minneapolis? Minnesota. If anything, I'll stop on the border at Fargo and see if I can find any there. So, You're driving yeah. down. We're driving, baby. We always drive just because it's like dogs and everyone's going to come with us. And it's oh, this yeah. whole ordeal. I bought one of those roof. Um, Tulis? Roof Tulis containers so I can put my dogs in it. Oh, that's where the baby's going? <laughs> the dog. Any Anything that potentially annoy me while I'm driving is going in that. <laughs> anything that's safe you got to focus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For safety. Yeah. If a dog barks, up in the Thule. <laughs> um, pivoting away from that, uh, another... Uh, pivoting away. Dogs in I, I'm, doing, I'm doing a Travis Watt pivot. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyways, guys. Uh, just launched yesterday was if you have Amazon Prime, they have a show, and I think it's English based, but it's called The Three Drinkers. And season one of The Three Drinkers, they toured Scotland. So they it's not just whiskey based, but they kind of showcase different areas of each country. They do focus on whiskey, obviously, and but they do other alcohol and they do a lot of food. Like there's a, I think a chef. I don't know. I watched the Scottish uh, season and they just launched Irish season. So episodes one, two, and three were launched yesterday. Oh, man. And then there's three more episodes for Ireland that are coming out in a few weeks. But they're, watched... a, little, they're a little annoying. Sorry to interrupt. They're a little, oh, yeah. they're a little bit over the top. Like, yeah, they play, wow. on, play on their, you know, stereotype roles a little yeah. too much. But episode one in ireland all of a sudden i'm like what the hell i know that guy and it's brendan from cologne and they're at the distillery and they show his legit garden shed with peat fire and throwing peat on and i'm like that is so cool aaron's like why are you smiling I'm like this is this is the this is the shit right turf. here yeah turf turf, turf. turf. yeah but i mean I didn't realize, like, I knew where Cologne was, but when you actually see on camera, like, they show, like, the mountains behind the distillery, and then, like, a it's big so body tiny. of water in front of it. And yeah, it's... Yeah, we're going there. It's like, it's, yeah, like, it's basically, like, walk out of your house. It'd be like watching Travis walk to his garage to, yeah. to start distilling yeah. world, world-class whiskey, right? Like, oh, yeah. it's... <laughs> You gotta get Brandon to throw down like, like uh, peat some some grain or turf some grain, and I want like as much turf as he like a bag of turf, and like the heaviest Irish turfed, and throw it in a cask, and we get a lost in translation cask called turf. We just call it turf, <laughs> and this is that's gonna be my unicorn for the episode. Is it <laughs> an episode? Is a whiskey that doesn't exist, but we should create. Lost well, here, here we go again. Here we go. And no right. one knows until they try it what we're talking about. Well, they're going to know because you just said it. <laughs> no one listens to this podcast anyway. <laughs> Maybe in three years we'll have enough. When the whiskey's mature enough, we'll have enough listeners that will yeah. care. <laughs> Outside of Travis's family, nobody really cares. <laughs> All right. So no, it's just we, cool uh, that like a brand obviously that you guys have brought in to Canada. Canada. They, I'm choking on my Waterford, but they, uh, you know, they just like went, there it was the first distillery, first whiskey that they visited in the season of Irish whiskey. And it was 
Brendan was standing there and talking to him. Like Very a tiny cool. little still in the background. <laughs> it's like, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. I'll be watching it. Thanks, Sean. Amazon Prime. Sponsor. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Wouldn't that be nice <laughs> if they cared? Um, yeah, I don't, think, I don't know what else, like... You guys got anything else? Can you to give add? us like a literally a five word review of that water for your drinking? Because you drank it, but you didn't really tell us anything about it. So it, keep it keep it short, though. Um, five words. One of the best bottles from Waterford yet says Darkland. That's ten, 10 words. words. Yeah. So that's enough words for both of you. So Steve, you can't say anything. Yes, yes, what he just said. <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's good. It's unique. It's it's honestly, got a good nose. It's got a really cool, um, it's got a really cool like buttery spiciness to the back of it. It's uh, it's probably one of the most heavily fifty percent, right? Yeah. Usually, yeah. It's one of the most heavily flavored, like densest flavored water fruits. Cool. Thank you. It tastes like it does have a little bit of wine influence, though. Well, they use French wine, red wine casks. No, in, in all one of. Oh, all of them? All of them. Oh, all right. Then. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. I'm, I'm so confused about Waterford. Yeah. An hour of talking about it. I have no idea what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. It's a confusing brand. And maybe maybe that's what it is. Throw as many smoke and mirrors in front of people, confuse them to the point they buy it to find out for themselves. Terroir. 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 And then, yeah. Terroir. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I think that's enough. Uh, shenanigans for the uh, I can't believe for a Friday drinking whiskey again yeah. uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to yeah. all three of you and everyone listening and also to uh, to Sean the rest of your year is going to be one big depressing piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've, I've still is, got this is where the dark clouds really form it's still the, got 14 days of Irish whiskey posting to go <laughs> That's can true. I borrow, can I borrow a few bottles? Like the yeah, only way, out right away. yeah. The only way Sean can fit every Irish whiskey into his post is to post five bottles per day. That's how much Irish whiskey this guy has. That's like, next yes. level. That's next. Yesterday level. was what three, six, ten, eleven <laughs> on one day, one distillery. I feel like it's Irish whiskey year with you, though, not just a month. So it is. You're gonna lose your audience if you don't, you know, change it up, change it a little bit. Um, okay. Well, oh, thanks for the... I'll bring Pete back in the middle of summer. <laughs> I thought you hated Pete and Ardbeg. That's what I heard. Oh, don't Just start. Don't let's start don't, yeah, don't oh, start. Oh boy. oh, boy. I can't wait till uh, Billy Walker buys Ardbeg. Because <laughs> yeah. that's going to be the complete... That's going to be the best storm ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyways, thanks for the chat today, boys. It's been uh, it's been a slice. Travis is on his way to Jasper. With some Bushmills 21. He in the on the weekends he goes to the mountains. Um, what what are you going to Jasper for? Ski trip, brother. Ski trip. It's an annual trip. Um, we we bring beer, we bring whiskey, we bring dram in a can, and we bring snowboards and we go riding, man. Just go riding. Cool. Go ride. Just we shred. We shred, shred the gnar pal. Yeah. yeah, shred the. So gnar. last weekend was his buddies wedding best friend ski trip yeah i live a life of luxury you guys i make this podcast pays me so much I, are you taking the pws uh, uh helicopter out there i'm just gonna drop you on the mountain or what yeah well we'll probably wait we'll drive there and then we'll just take we'll get the helicopter to take us on a few runs while we're there 
Okay, good. Because well, I just want to make sure that we utilize well. that thing. You know, we filled it with gas. We haven't used it in a while. So. Well, and what we do is I send the pilot, and he actually picks up fresh glacier melted glacier water, and we use that to to pour in our whiskey. So it's really it's a legitimate uh, cultural. How experience. much water do you need? Like, is he just? Is it just like, <laughs> one full helicopter's worth? <laughs> is he just carrying a cup? <laughs> just like he fills up one water that dropper. Might, that might be. That's not like a good use of fuel, but it's okay if that's what you want. That's cool. Yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's Alberta. It's, it's all about terroir. I mean, that's a really good way to sum up this episode. If yeah. you're drinking whiskey in the mountains, you need fresh glacier water. You need a helicopter to get that water. You need it from the glacier, not from a bottle that says I'm from the glacier. Exactly. We don't know what's in that stuff. Yeah. No, it's basically just distilled tap water, and all water essentially comes from a glacier at some point. So. <laughs> There you go. Anyways, let's uh, let's get out of this thing. Uh, have uh, have a great whatever time of day you're having, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next time. Beep, beep. Cheers. Beep, beep. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's Lost in Translation. If you like what you hear, take a second to subscribe to the show and tell all your friends about it. If you want to connect with us, head over to parkwhiskeysociety.com. You can connect with each of us on Instagram at pws.media, Dark Cloud Whiskey, YEG Whiskey Nights, and Edmonton Scotch Club. You can also email the show at lostintranslation at gmail.com. Thanks again, everyone, and have a great one. Oh, yeah, and check out the YouTube channel, Lost in Translation, too.